The nights are drawing in. The summer is over. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in the forbidden zone of the year. October. But for the purposes of this podcast, we are calling it Shocktober. Over the next few weeks, we'll be delving into the darkest catacombs of YouTube for your displeasure as usual. But this time, it's with a spooky twist. We also have a few bonuses for you at Devil's Night and All Hallows Eve. This is Super Tat Film Club. Shocked. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are, whatever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and I am joined as always by <gasps> Hollywood Fletch. Hello. You're right then, Fletch. You sound a bit tired. <laughs> I'm on strike. Why are you on strike? You can't be on strike. Are you here? <laughs> for a start. I haven't done any notes for these films. I'm on strike. Why? Because I'm... I'm Sick of like the treatment I'm getting around here. I get no respect. I'm like uh, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> get no respect around here. You do get a lot of respect. You got some making up to do, Buster. What is this? Is this because I showed you my balls last week? That's one of the laundry list of complaints I have. This is tight fitting short. Every now and again, you need to what show people your shorts, your new shorts. Junk. I wore it at the show. Nobody saw my junk at the show. Let's let's not dance around this. You purposefully exposed your bollock to me. Sneakily, it was like a where's Wally, but with a one ball ball. Oh, what did we watch this week? We watched. Well, you do that bit. I have to say that, don't I? I'm on what? strike. <clears throat> no, you're not on strike. <laughs> what have we done this week, Fletcher? Freddy's Revenge. Do you know what we did this week, Fletcher? Nightmare on Elm Street, part two, Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> yes, we did. Did you enjoy this film? We watched it together the other week, didn't we? And then you've watched it again since to refresh yourself. I thought I'd never seen it before, but watching it, I did realise that I, I did actually watch it when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that happens a lot with the, uh, I the thought, tap film situation. I thought that I'd seen Nightmare on Elm Street. But then I was watching that and I realised I've not seen the first one. I actually watched the second one. So you've not seen the first one? No. This one is nothing like the first one. I know, because I actually did do some research, despite okay. my strike. Yeah, what was your research then? Well, basically everyone everyone was very much down on it. In fact, I'm pretty sure you're the only person... You said it's your favourite one, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think Dream, War- Dream Warriors, this and Dream Warriors are my favourite You're too. alone in your opinion on that, apparently, because everyone else hates it, because it completely throws the entire lore of, yeah. and the rules of I mean, Freddy Krueger out the window. I mean, that's kind of why I like it. And it's more that it's it's a weird film. It's, it's, it's on the tap list for a reason. It sort of stands alone from the rest of them, I think, just because it's bonkers. And it, like you say, it breaks all the rules. Again, we're in a situation where you're watching a sequel far further into the... Well, it's second in, and you're still... You're not, you're not getting it. I don't know. I mean, if this is what the franchise is like, I'm not really... It's buying, not really... Not buying it's not, it, no, it's not really like this. I think I'm... I think that's it. I think I'm, I'm done. You're done? This is the only... Nightmare on Elm Street. No, have, you seen, have you seen Freddy vs. Jason? I got the gist. You got the gist? Yeah, I got the gist. I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2... Freddy's Revenge, and I got the gist, yeah. right? He's a bloke, he's a he's dead dream ghost. Pedo dream ghost, yeah. Pedo um, dream ghost, yeah. with burnt face and knife hands. That's pretty accurate, yeah. He's like if Wolverine was a diddler. <laughs> that's that's can, what the can, film is, right? So if they Wolverine were like, was a diddler, yeah, that's what so, you're getting from this. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm Wes Craven. I'm still in the office, producers are there, I'm like, right, okay, pitch. Wolverine, but he's a pedo. <laughs> and, he, and he gets to in the nighttime realm. Yeah, in the night, in the nighttime <laughs> realm. I'm going to need $10 million to make my pedo Wolverine film. 
So you think Nightmare on Elm Street is a pedo Wolverine film? Yeah. No. No, it's not. Why? Oh, God, this is like me bad-mouthing Bloodsport to you. This is, like, trashing my childhood. It's like you're smashing up all my Star Wars figures on Christmas Day. I don't think it's quite like that. Did that happen to you? Well, no, but could you imagine? Don't talk to me about Christmas. Okay, we were nowhere near Christmas. How did you find out that Father Christmas isn't real? I can't remember. I I think I just probably just through a process of elimination over years and years. Not me, not me. Oh, God, Fletch, is this going down a dark path? I was in bed. This is a Halloween episode, and we're talking about... Christmas Eve. I was in bed, right? When I, when I was a kid, I had, like, these proper, like, old floorboards. Yeah. And, like, um, I had a stocking at the end of my bed, and, like, the door opened, like, at night, right? So I turned over, and I pretended to be asleep, right? Because Father Christmas was here. And um, I could hear his big boots on the floorboards walking across the room put in the presents in my stocking, and I was like, oh my God. And he went outside, closed my bedroom door, got off with my mum outside of my bedroom door, and I could hear him. And that's when I realised it was my stepdad. I don't know what to say to that, Fletch. That's... Nothing, just talk about your fucking Wolverine <laughs> pedo film, and let's just, you know. Oh, Fletch. The, the dark life of Fletch. We are doing some good Christmas films, though, on the podcast. Are we? Yeah. I actually love Christmas <laughs> films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. Yes. Halloween month. Was this film scary? Did you find this film scary? Probably as a kid, I think I did, yeah. Yeah. I quite liked the, the, how it started. I thought it was really good. Well, let's do this. Freddy's Revenge, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. The film begins... Opening bus nightmare. Fletch, you said you enjoyed the opening bus nightmare. Yeah, he's in the bus. Yeah. And we've got a lad, and he looks like really nerdy. He's really, he's very isolated. He's an isolated child. He's different. He's different, isn't he, Fletch, to all the other kids? Yeah. Mm. And he's sat on the bus, and the bus starts speeding up and speeding up and speeding up. Yeah. And then drives off road, and they realise that your boy is driving. Krugs. Krugs. Yeah. Freddy. Freddy. Fred. Yeah. And then they stop in the desert. And I thought this film was really creative, wasn't it? Yeah. You started like, like seeing... Good, good, good use of miniatures. That was the, what I loved about it. I mean, you could look at it as bad special effects because you could clearly tell there were miniatures. Yeah, but... But there's something about seeing miniatures in films. I think it's because I love giant monster films so yeah. much. There's something about seeing miniatures and films that just warms my heart it's basically exactly the same thing isn't it but it turns out that this is not reality no fred krueger does not exist within normal reality fletcher he no. lives in your nights in your nighttime realm in the nightmares for a moment with those miniatures i could i could just pretend i was watching an episode of ultraman for a second and i was you were happy. Yeah. But then it turns out it's all just a horrible dream. Jesse wakes up all sweaty in his bed screaming. Ah! Typical ate his breakfast. Little sister says, why can't Jesse wake up like everybody else? And uh, I think it's just because he's really hot upstairs is basically what it comes down to. Typical ate his family breakfast. Dad reading the paper, big thick glasses. Are we going to just... Whiz past that then. No, no, we're coming that back to it. That fucking blood-curdling scream that he made. Yeah. That his he... family were totally like, oh, he just... It's just yeah. because it's hot. It's just, just hot because today. It, oh, yeah. He wakes up screaming. What's his name? What's the actor's Jesse. name? Jesse. Mark Patton. Mark Patton. Mm. Because I read that um, he described himself as the first ever male scream queen. Exactly, yeah. And well, that's, now that's, I know why. Well, that's the thing is, basically, within this film... The uh, the usual final girl, if you like, is played by a male protagonist. Oh yeah, I know this is the only one, isn't it? Mm. This is the only Nightmare on Elm Street film with a male protagonist. Yeah, and his sister says, why can't Jesse wake up like normal people? They say he's just having a bad dream and it's it's hot, it's pretty hot upstairs. Typical 80s family breakfast, we see, we've seen this a lot in these films. You are familiar with what we're talking about. Dad... Glasses, looking at paper, mum, cooking bacon, 
little kid, brother, sister, eating breakfast, usually somebody comes down, grabs some toast, eats the toast and gone. This one comes down. Sister is looking at Fu Manchu cereal. Fu Manchu cereal? Yeah. A reference to a much older horror film franchise. Jesse's room. It's a bloody mess. It's a bloody it mess. He hasn't unpacked it and his dad just fucking, he wants it done. He's like, look, we've been here ages. There's box, boxes of your tat still scattered all over your, your boyish bedroom. And he's like, oh, it's so hot upstairs. And he's like, well, sort your room out. Don't care if it's hot. Ding dong, who's that at the door? It's Lisa, the love interest. They get in the car, it's time to go to school. He's got a really shit car. Got no key, just got a button, one of them buttons, and they go to school. He calls it the deadly dinosaur. The deadly dinosaur. The deadly dinosaur. No one's going to steal this, because it's shit. P.E., this is where we meet. A.J. They get to school and meet Grody. Is it Brody? Brody? You called him AJ from Vamp then. You called him AJ you? from Vamp because it's AJ from Vamp. It's, and he's there. He's the jock best friend. Yeah, he's showing off to the girls. He's like, check it out. I'm super good at fucking sports, bro. His name's Grady. I Grady. Think. Yeah, I thought it was Brady, but it's Grady. And you see uh, Lisa talking to a mate, a sassy mate. And she's like, you getting any yet, Lisa? And she's like, no, he's just my ride to school. And he's obviously super, super. Gay. Yeah, this was the other thing that was mostly said about this film, which is the, the gay subtext. I don't really think it's subtext, is it? Not now. Looking at it with 2019 eyes. I don't know, it's not Top Gun. Young boy, not sure. Well, it's Isolated like at school. Well, this is it. It's like you said at the beginning. I mean, he's got a sense of otherness that yeah. they're trying to portray, which I yeah. suppose can be... He's different. There's something inside. We'll, we'll get to what's inside him. But Jesse is fucking shit at sport. AJ, on the other hand, top banana, fucking MVP. I, Jesse, though, awful. He's head in the clouds. The ball hits him square in the face. This is when Jesse and AJ, they, uh, they get into a bit of a fight, a bit of a tussle, and uh, Jesse's bare ass. I've written it down as the bare ass Jesse fight. Okay, so they, they do some tough talking. So AJ pulls down Jesse's trousers. Yep. And then... Reveals the, the, the succulent peach. <laughs> the, the succulent ba- peach. The, the baseball peach. <laughs> and then they they rest on the ground with Jesse's bare bum. And Jesse's trying to pull AJ's top off as well. I didn't really... He's trying to pull his jumper up. He's yeah. trying to pull it, take his top off. Yeah. You see, at first I was like, well, that's the old uh, ice hockey... He's trying to go for it, yeah. That's the old ice hockey jersey over the head, isn't it? Yeah. He's, trying to, he's just trying to duff him up, but maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> well, it turns out the gym teacher is uh, there to break it up, but he's super into boy peaches. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's like, he makes him do push-ups and he watches from out, from in his office where he's smoking fags and our heroes are growing up whilst doing sweaty, sweaty push-ups outside. Yeah. And he's like, they're, they're talking and he says, Schneider, this is how he gets his rocks off. And he's like, what do you mean? And he said, he goes to SMN clubs downtown and yeah. he eats little boys like you for breakfast. Yeah, he likes, he likes pretty, pretty boys. boys. I recognised him. The teacher. Yeah, what was he from? I recognise him. He's in loads of stuff. He's in loads of stuff. But the main thing I recognised him from was Airheads. He's the SWAT guy whose wife left him for a pool cleaner. Oh, well, there you go. No wonder he's in that state and he's going to those bars. Those sexy, sexy bars. (laughs) (laughs) It did seem very up your street, if I'm honest. What are you on about? Up my street. Neon, shiny birds. Well, yeah, to be fair. They do call me the sexual magpie. No, they don't. You do. <laughs> I nearly made in it. this podcast. Don't. Have I said that and it's been published? Yep. You no. said it. In, you said it in Vamp. You said it in the last one. I'm a sexual magpie. I'm a sexual magpie, Bab. That's what you say. <laughs> I don't talk like that. Yes, you do. Locker room tops off chat where it turns out Jesse, like Jesse and AJ, are getting to know each other after they bro down from their bro down fucking push up contest. Yeah. Outside, and uh, it turns out Jesse is living in the house of Nancy from the first Nightmare on Elm Street film, and it's like shit. 
But the thing is, Jesse doesn't know about Nancy. Jesse doesn't know, and he's like, right, I'll tell you the plot of the first film, because what happened is, that girl went mental. Johnny Depp, her boyfriend, lived over the road. He got sucked into the bed and, like, blown out of it like a fucking meat shake. Shitty fucking, yeah. Went mad. That's why there's bars on the window, because the mum went mad. This film sounds pretty good. Oh, the first one's amazing. The first one's amazing. Is it? I can't believe you've not seen the first film. I went through life thinking that I had. No! I thought this was it. This is not the first film, but... Okay. No wonder I didn't watch the other ones. I thought this was the first one. Fucking hell. (laughs) So, AJ tells him the plot of the first film, like I've just done to you, and you say, that sounds pretty good. But the thing is, would that sound pretty good if that had happened in your house? Hmm? Yeah, Nightmare I mean, Fingerman coming to the dreams. Johnny Depp dies over the road. Mad, mad mother burnt to death in the living room. Bars on the windows. Marshmallow stairs. Bit of, a, <sighs> bit of a mess. Absolute nightmare. Wait, what did you say? Marshmallow, marshmallow stairs. stairs. If you'd have seen the first one, mate, you'd know what I was talking about. There's marshmallow stairs? Uh, yeah, when she's trying to escape in the nighttime realm. Goes up like... the stairs and they all suck her feet into it like marshmallows. So it's like... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, there's a lot of nighttime realm in he's the like, first one. He's like Willy Wonka then. Right. He's not like Willy Wonka. He's like Willy Wonka How pedo like Willy, Wolverine. A Willy Wonka pedo Wolverine. Because he makes he makes marshmallow stairs. In the stairs. Yeah. Right. You can Again, eat, we're in a situation. You can eat everything in this we're room. We're in a situation like Friday the 13th where you have, have a classic Come horror me. franchise oh. and you haven't got a clue what we're talking about. No, what do you mean? What are you talking about? When did I do this before? Friday the Thirteenth. I've seen the first one of those. Yeah, but and then and, and then I've seen eight. <laughs> and I've seen Jason Goes to Hell, which is after the one we watched when Jason's not in it. I've seen both of those films. <laughs> You've seen the start, and the end, and nothing in the middle, and then episode eight. Listen, I have a very extensive film watch back catalogue that I've seen <laughs> I've seen loads of stuff ask me ask me a film now well Nightmare on Elm Street ask me a different one <laughs> ask me a different one uh, Fright Night 2 ask me a different one Friday the 13th anything from 3 to 7 <laughs> I've seen Freddy versus Jason yeah again not with Jesus Fletch it was, it was pretty good <laughs> it is pretty good yeah we, we should we have watched. To, we do need to do that. We should have watched that. Is what we're going to say now. Yeah. <laughs> we should have watched that. We don't ever watch my favourite films. Well, put them in the list. I put them in the hat. That's that's part of my ongoing complaint. It's part of your gimmick, is it? So you never. <laughs> no, because I'm like. I'm always like, oh, let's watch Paul Gasari. Oh, let's watch fucking something else. Let's watch Highlander. Let's watch... The Highlander one was in Hindi. Oh. Well, well we couldn't do the Highlander one because we were going to do that one today, actually. You were going to surprise me with Highlander. Well, no, you knew... We, we can't do... <laughs> <laughs> you were going to surprise me with Highlander. <laughs> we can't because it was in Hindi. Jesse can't sleep, he wakes up, it's fucking stupid hot in this house, Fletch. Someone is fucking around with the heating. I'll tell you one thing I really liked. What's that? That start, that goes on more and more as the film goes along, is the editing. Because we were just talking about how they were talking together in the, um, in the locker, locker room. rooms. Yeah. Which was very Top Gun, by the way. The shirtless locker room talk. And then it cuts straight to him in bed, doesn't it? Yeah. The way it kind of jumps around like that, it just jumps to the next one. I think that's very, considering the theme of the film and the the content of the film, I think Mm. that's quite good. I think it's quite fitting. It's good. It works well. Mm. He can't sleep. It's stupid fucking hot. So he goes downstairs to get a drink, gets a drink from the fridge. But when he's there, he sees sees a shape in the garden, Fletch. Mm. A man... With a stripy jumper and a shitty, horrible hat. Oh, it's Dennis the Menace. It's not Dennis the Menace, is it? It's Fred. Oh. Fred. But he doesn't know that. So he follows him out into the garden. And then he notices that... So the the fucking... Somebody has had the heating on. The fucking furnace. 
going full fucking blast. So he goes and has a look through the window. Freddy Krueger chucking shit in the furnace, getting it all hot. No wonder it's so bloody hot in this house. If they've got a fucking pedo ghost Wolverine, literally stoking the fire underneath. Now Jesse goes into the basement from inside the house and he sees the silhouette of Freddy and he struggles with the door, Fletch. He struggles with the door. It's like he's struggling with something inside him, isn't it, Fletch? <laughs> and then eventually it bursts out of him and he's like, Dad, Dad, Dad! Daddy, he can't help you now. Yes, I am Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I need you, Jesse. We have special work to do. Here, you... And me, you've got the body, and I have got the brain. And he peels his head like a fucking filthy burnt peach. <laughs> a lot of peaches in this film. Have you ever seen Call Me By Your Name? No. Oh, well. I don't know what that is. Head peel, brain, Jesse screams. This is where we hear his first time. This is his banshee scream for the first time. And he wakes up. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good impression. Yeah. And he wakes up and it was all a dream. All a dream? Question mark. What is real in this film? His parents are worried now. He keeps waking up screaming. It's not fucking normal. He's not a normal person. He says, like, should we call the doctor? And Jesse was like, no, don't call the fucking doctor. I'm just a teenager. I've got problems. Cut to school. He's in science class. Now he's in science class and they're talking about things like dissecting hearts. They've got a heart there. They're talking about poo-poo. Talking about poops and hearts and insides and fucking general body shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse falls asleep. AJ, other side of the room, hijinks, bants, only goes and puts a fucking snake on him when he's asleep. Jesse wakes up covered in snakes. He gives another... That's not what he does. He goes, No! Does he? I thought it was he, a... Does a, he does a more kind of butch one because he's amongst the lads. You know, yeah. he'll never live it down if you scream like that in class. <laughs> you know what school's like. Well, yeah. This, in this point as well, I noticed the shirts of Jesse. I appreciated the, the dress sense of Jesse. Did you? His shirts are good. He had some good shirts. Very much like AJ in last week's episode of Vamp. I think AJ... I can't even remember what he's called in this film. He's just AJ, isn't he? Yeah. Again. Just, yeah. There's a lot of good shirt work. Speaking of which, so that snake turned out to be the class snake. Yeah. We had Is a, that a we common had, thing? We had a gerbil. I, I assumed that a lot of people yeah. did, but... Didn't have, a, didn't have a python. There's a class snake. Class massive it was python. A, it was a fucking massive snake as well. There being a class snake, is that thing? I don't know. I've never been to the States. And all I, all the information I have about it is from films, and as far as I know, everyone is rich and they have snakes in the classroom. They get used in bromance. Yeah. That leads to bromance. Yeah. Because he's like, "Oh, you dickhead, AJ," and he's like, Pfft. "It was pretty funny though, wasn't it? Do you remember when I put that snake on you?" And he just flicks him the V's, doesn't he? It's like, "Don't worry, I'm am super into this. Oh. Put put a snake on me." Oh. It's like pulling, pulling his pigtails, that's what he's doing. Now Jesse gets a phone call from Lisa, and he goes out to meet her, and his dad's like, hang on a minute, Jesse, look at the state of that fucking room upstairs. You've brought two boxes down, we've been here a number of days. The number of days does not calculate with the number of boxes. Why are you living out of boxes? Go and sort your fucking room out. You're not going to see Lisa tonight until you've tidied up that room. It's not even that messy, though. Well, it's pretty messy. That's not There's the point. There's only a few boxes there. It stomps back upstairs. This is where we get the amazing dance routine montage. <clears throat> so, Lisa turns up. She gets to see the end of uh, Mark Patton's fabulous dance, where he pops a cork out of his... Uh, his wee-wee. Out of his gimmick penis. What's a gimmick penis? I don't know. Whatever he had in his hand, it was like a thing, wasn't it? Bonk! Cork in it. He popped his cork. Girl walks in. She helps him tidy up the room. He's a little bit embarrassed because you know she's seen him. She's seen him do his uh, doing his wank do, dance. Doing his wank dance. So Lisa says, "Like I've come around to help you tidy up. Uh, put some stuff in the uh, in the cupboard." He's got a lot of cowboy hats in that cupboard, doesn't he? And various Does various he? hats. Yeah, there's a lot of cowboy hats and a game called Probe. Wait, well, hang on <clears> a second. Are you suggesting that the game Probe 
is gay subtext. I feel like neither of us are qualified to talk about this, by the way. And we need to do this one with Adams, really, don't we? Yeah. He seems like he knows films. Anyway, she, whilst in the cupboard with the cowboy hats and the game called Probe, uh, she finds a diary. The diary of Nancy, who used to live at the very same house. 1428 Elm Street. Now, the diary happens to explain the whole of the first film again, but in great detail this time. Well, this is why I didn't need to watch the first film. Because of the diary scene. The expedition did well this time, did it? Well, yeah, I get the gist. Ex- exposition, sorry, not expedition. I get the gist. Yeah, okay. He's a, he's a pedo and he yeah, stabs people. Night time pedo. Yeah. And when Nancy starts talking about the nightmares... In the diary, it rings bells with Jesse about the finger blades. He's like, I've seen the finger blade man in my own nightmares. The diddler. The diddler. This is when he gets serious. Jesse goes from mocking the diary to... I think she's onto something here. Another hot, sweaty nightmare. Wake up from Jesse. It's so fucking hot now that the lamp with the, the hat on it has melted. The candles are fucked. There are floppy records. Hanging off the side. Yeah. Like, when clearly earlier he was playing music from cassettes. So this must be the dream world. It must be. because It's just like Mulholland Drive, isn't it? You can't tell what's what. <laughs> it's very similar. It's a very, very similar to a David Lynch film. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes downstairs to the basement. Furnace is off, thank God. But still fucking hot in the house. Puts his hands in there. Finds the Freddy Glove of Nightmares. And the fucking the fucking furnace comes on. The furnace comes on, and Freddy appears, and he cackles, and he says, "He comes in. He's like, yeah, yeah, try it on for size. Tell everyone here that Freddy is the strongest. Freddy is the scariest, and he says, kill for me. Yes, yes, yes." And he wakes up in the basement with a glove, and is it the real world? It is the real world, Fletch. But he has a physical murderous item. In his teenage hands. On. On his teenage hands. He's wearing it. He's wearing it. Like a strap-on. Like like a glove. Like a strap-on. That would have been better. Yeah. I should have said that. Yeah. Why would he need a strap-on? <laughs> On each one of his fingers for diddling kids, because he's a fucking pedo. Wait, Freddy's a pedo. You can't equate paedophiles with, you know, coming out as gay. That's wrong. Oh, no, no, I don't think... No, that's not what's happening. A high school kid. This is what you've told me. This is a kid about a high school kid struggling with his homosexuality through the metaphor of a nighttime pedo man. Jesse gets to school the next day and he tells Lisa all about the terrible, terrible dreams that he's been having. And Lisa's just like, I think it's just a phase. You'll be all right. Turns out Lisa is having a party at the weekend. And all of the cute guys are going to be there, Fletch. All of them. Now, Jesse and AJ are in the locker room and they're sassing the fucking dirty gym teacher. And he hears them, so he makes them do more push-ups and he watches them out of a window. 80's living room. It's time for bed. For the bird. (laughs) The birds. There's two. Is there two birds? Mm -hmm. I thought it was just one bird. Either way, it's it's time for them bird fellas to go to bed. You cover the birds up when you want them to go to bed, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of like that scene. It's kind of like the birds. Mm, well, it is super fucking hot in the living room. Dad looks at the thermostat because he's a dad and he's like, who's been mucking with this fucking thermostat? He is on full dad mode. On full mode. dad mode. Okay, trying to look at it and he's like, it's 97 degrees in here, which is hot as a fucking oven. And then under the fucking blankets, under the, under the bird sheet... The cage of rage in the corner. It starts rustling to fuck. And then the bird comes out in a bird rage and flies out into the living room and starts pecking at the people like a fucking twat. Kills the other bird. It kills the other bird. Now, you pointed out something when we watched this. Is this because the bird had fallen asleep and he'd been visited in the night by a Freddy bird? I'll be honest, I had lots of questions Mm. after watching this scene. So the bird flies into a bird rage and murders his lifelong... Bird friend. Bird friend, his roommate, and then flies around the room, stabbing everyone, 
and then explodes. Yeah. I have so many questions. And the questions are... First of all, we found out earlier on that Freddy's all like, cool for me and stuff. Yeah. So did he go into this bird's bird dream and be all like, tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> yeah. Tweet. Yeah. Tell him to kill for him in... in in bird, in bird language, and the bird went, yeah, all right, yeah. and killed his mate and tried to kill the family. A bird's mind's going to be weaker than a human's mind, though, isn't it? It's, going to be it's easy. more susceptible yeah. to night pedos. Easy. Easy to, for a night pedo to push a bird over the edge. Clearly. Right. Okay, that's clearly what happened. And then he exploded. Yeah. Why did he explode? Is it because it's hot? Well, Dad thinks it's gas or bird rabies. What is wrong with this man? He says it's cheap. It's that cheap seed you've been buying. That's what made our bird spontaneously combust. And murder another bird. And then he said, he's like, actually, no, it's you. It's you, Jesse. You fucking set the whole thing up. <laughs> he, th- he thought he threw a firecracker at it. Yeah. Another hot, sweaty nightmare. Jesse wakes up. He goes downstairs to the kitchen Gets himself a drink of water, but the plates get struck by lightning. Well, that's how you know you're in a dream. Well, is he in a dream? Because he he then ventures outside into the neon wilderness of 1986, is this? Five? Into the wilderness. The 1980s neon seediness. And he ends up going to a horrible, horrible bar. Dom's... Dom's place or something. It's Dom as in Dominatrix. Yeah. yeah. Dom's place. Dom's place. He goes there with his Hawaiian shirt all open, all sweaty. Yeah. And no shoes. No shoes. What happened to no shoes, no service? Clearly it doesn't matter because there's a lot of people with their tops off in their flesh. Yeah. There's very many gay people there. Well, there was one. Well, I wouldn't say he was gay. He was very aggressively gay and that's the gym teacher. He's all leathered up like a Rob Halford joy boy. Like, it always makes me laugh when you see someone dressed up in, like, S&M gear with, like, a normal dad head on them. Yeah. Which must happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do dads get their kicks? I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, he's all joy boyed up in his leather gear and he stops Jesse from drinking. And he uh, takes him back to the school gym and makes him run around in circles. He's not a very good... He's not a very nice man, is He's he? not a very good teacher. He's not a very good teacher, no. He found one of his students in the gay bar that he frequents. Yeah. Shirtless, cut, like, who's Shoeless. been walking barefoot in the rain. Mm. And is obviously dazed and doesn't know where he's at. And he makes he, him run around in circles. He makes him run around in circles. What? Why? This, this scene, I have so many questions. And then he says to him, hit the showers. Jesse's in the shower. Why does he make him go for a shower? It's... it's... Why? Because he got all dirty and sweating from running, running around in circles. I don't understand. Whilst Jesse's in the shower. He gets out a skipping rope. What's he going to do with that? Yeah. Why? What was he doing? What was he doing? I don't know. How am I supposed to know what Schneider was going to do? I don't understand what the scene... Why he did those things. You don't understand why he did that thing. Why he got a... Genuinely. Sadomasochism, isn't it? It's just a... What? What? Okay. So he made him run around the the fucking gym. Yeah. Because he... Because he can. Because he was... Getting off on it. Oh, no! Fletch, come on! He's his teacher! Well... That's fucked. That's why he's a bad man, and that's why bad things happen to him. Because in his office, all of the balls come to life, and he gets ball after ball after ball after ball in his evil face. Oh God! Ball of all balls of all sizes: rugby balls, American footballs, tennis balls, tennis balls, and then the skipping rope that Fletcher mentioned earlier—the seedy intended <laughs> skipping what? rope. It was there for seedy intentions, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, of course oh, it was. God. He was going to do something with that. But then he ended up getting dragged into the dresser, into the shower by the haunted skipping rope, tied up, <laughs> and then whipped to death by bladed towels. A fog. He flesh. gets, he a, gets thick, a thick, thick fog goes across the shower room. The fog clears, and now Jesse is Freddy Krueger. He has a glove on. He has a, no, he's full Freddy then. He's full Freddy. And then he wakes up 
And he's Jesse with the glove on. Wait, I missed this. You missed it? Well, he d- so he drags him in, he ties him up, yeah. and then his clothes just kind of jump off him, yeah. and he's all like bare butt in the showers. Whipped to death. And then the flying towers all whip him and stuff. Yeah. Fog. And Jesse's like stood there in the shower like, oh, I'm naked and stuff. Yeah. And then Freddy walks in. No, Fog, he is Freddy. I missed that. Oh my God. That's, no. That's the premise of the film, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's the first time that happens. That Jesse is Freddy. I'm paying attention now. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm with you. So, yeah. I'm on board. That's it. And then, and then fog clears. Real world. Jesse. Naked. Covered in blood. Glove. Ah! Another classic Slices screen. him like a cubasa. Yeah. Another massive scream. And that's what they say. They say he has been sliced like a cubasa. I know. I've watched the film. The police return a naked, frightened Jesse back to his house, which is terrible police work. Yeah. Terrible, terrible police work. Question. Question. Where did they find him? On the highway. Was he no longer covered in blood? Uh, I think it was rained off. He he had no clothes on. Maybe he finished the shower off. Is this a reference to when those police found that, um, that gay lad who had escaped from Jeffrey Dahmer... And instead of taking him to safety, just returned him to Jeffrey Dahmer. That's exactly what it is. Because was... that is actually what is that exactly what it's referencing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was looking at you with the trivia, and then oh, I was feeding you the trivia. Oh. Oh, your trivia oh comes right. god. Yeah, it's That's new... horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. That's a horrible. Oh. Yeah. Well, what happened was one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. I can't remember the name of him. A young lad, young gay lad, like the, his his mo, you know. Yeah. Um, had escaped from his apartment, and was just walking, kind of just like Jesse, like just like Jesse, barefoot, half naked, dazed and confused around the streets, and um, a couple of women found him and called the police, and the police turned up, and they were, you know, obviously telling the police about this kid who was clearly god knows what was going on with him mm. it turned out the reason he was so dazed and disorientated is because Dharma had drilled a hole in his head and Dharma turned up mm. and told the police that that was his boyfriend and they'd have a, he was drunk yeah. and they'd had a falling out and he'd stormed out and the police just went alright then alright they took him back and dropped him off at Dharma's apartment which had heads and shit in the fridge and stuff. Yeah. And then left Soon him Soon followed by this fella's head. And then, yeah, well, about 30 minutes later, apparently, mm. he murdered him. And I think he went on to murder, like, four or five people after that as well. Yeah. That's a nice little reference for this film, isn't it? Is that really what it I is? I think it is, but... This yeah. film is entirely based around people just ignoring red flags. Yeah. That's it, that's it. I think that's why it's quite an interesting film. For example, the parents, he's been brought back to his parents, not to the Jeffrey Dahmer situation, and all his parents think he's, he's clearly on drugs. He is clearly on drugs. Oh, they send him to bed. His dad's like, just, I just want two questions and you can go to bed. Yeah. What do you want and where are you getting it from? <laughs> Sends him to bed. The next day, dad is taken down the bars that Nancy's mum put up in the first place to keep the dream pedos out of the house. Little did she know she actually kept the dream pedos in the house. Taking it down, the parents are worried. Worried about Jesse. Mum's thinking that Jesse's gone mad. What he needs is therapy. He's talk about this. He's talk about these inner feelings that he's confused about, Fletch. He's not getting it. And Dad's like, what that boy needs is a goddamn methadone clinic. Because his dad thinks he's on heroin. Yeah, that's that's what. That's I... quite a jump, isn't it? Yeah. Now Jesse gets to school only to find out that Dirty Schneider is actually dead, and he's like, "Shit, shit! I dreamt this. Did I dream this? Hang on a minute. I was picked up on the highway yesterday. Shit! Goes home, goes to bed. Another hot nightmare. This time he wakes up." A drawer rattling. 
draw shaky and he opens the drawer. What's in it, Fletch? Glove. Glove. It's alive. And what does it say? Kill it for me, Jesse! Yes! Hmm. Yeah. So he's a pedo? He's not a pedo. Freddy's a pedo? Freddy's a pedo, yeah, but Jesse's not a pedo. And he wears one glove. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he does. What are you laughing at? Is is he like uh, Mr. Tanaka from Bloodsport, then? Taking in children? No, he didn't wear one glove. No, he didn't. He had a Kung Fu Neverland, though, didn't he? Typical 80s breakfast again. Now, Jesse, because he knows, because AJ told him from Vamp, told him about the situation at the house, and he's, he's like, look, I found this book upstairs. I know exactly what's been going on in this house years ago. I know what them bars are for. Fucking nighttime pedo men. Why didn't you mention this when you bought the house? And his mum's like, what are you fucking talking about? And she says... Nancy died upstairs, Johnny Depp died over the road, and Dan says, how do you think I got this house so cheap? And he's like, you irresponsible shitbag. And then what happens? Haunted fucking toaster comes to life, <laughs> flames come out of the toaster, and it's the damnedest thing. Because it's not plugged in. He says it's the craziest thing he's ever seen. Yeah, the craziest thing he's ever seen. Crazier than exploding birds, apparently. Yeah, that, that happened the day Exploding before. parakeet. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Toaster on fire. Insane. Madness. That's unplugged flesh. Why would it... How... Pop-tarts of death? Jesse is now blaming himself for the death of the gym teacher because he dreamt about it. And Lisa's like, don't be stupid, it's just a dream. Jesse has not told her about the spiky fingers in the drawer that he's got. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. No, shouldn't have to. (laughs) Red flag again. <laughs> yeah, she's been telling him. If you're yeah, again, sat, where's she's been this? telling him the whole time. If you're sat there and your high school sweetheart's like, "Oh, do you remember the um, PE teacher who died last week?" Yeah, yeah, it was me. Yeah, and she's like, "No, yeah, you just dreamt it, ignored it." Red flag, like you say, Fletch. People ignoring what's going on before their very, very eyes. So her. <laughs> Her therapy idea is she'd researched where Fred had been like burning and diddling all these kids. So she takes him to uh, the uh, the kingdom of Kruger. It's an industrial Neverland. It's an industrial Neverland. <laughs> yeah, where he's been touching up kids and burning them. Oh, God. Yeah. And she's like, do you feel a connection to the... This, this is why I don't watch horror films. You've watched loads now for they're, this podcast. They're just disgusting. <laughs> She's like, do you feel a, do you feel a connection? It's like, no, I feel a, I feel like a jerk. He has no no vibes for Jesse because he's not a pedo. And that is until there is a horrible racket inside the locker. But <laughs> it's, oh, it's just a fucking stupid rat. Now back at the house, the furnace comes on. You get a tracking shot through the house. All the way through, ooh, like Evil Dead 2, and it stops in his sister's bedroom. Yeah, I'll give it that. This film is really well shot. Mm. It has so many great things about it, all wrapped around this pap storyline. He comes to in his bedroom, in his sister's bedroom, and he realised it is the ghost of the pedo ghost inside him going to make him kill his sister in the night. But he comes to and fights it, and then realises... That what he's going to do now is take pro plus caffeine pills and drink coke all the time and just drink coffee at the typical 80s breakfasts. And Jesse gets to school and he's an absolute fucking mess now, Fletch. AJ can't go to the party because he's grounded. <laughs> AJ's sat there with... He spends the entire scene with, like, food, mouth, and talking to Yeah. And he's got, like, three cartons of milk. Yeah. Why does he need so many cartons of milk? He's 35 years old and he's still at school. <laughs> you know, over that or he is just a big lad and he's like 17. Either way, he's not going to the party. Everyone's going to the party. But the thing is, everyone's worried about fucking Jesse because he's looking peaky. He's looking like he did at the start in the fucking bus because he is isolated. He's scared. Nobody knows what's going on in his head, Fletch. Yeah, but he doesn't have the nerd hair like when he has on the bus. No. Doesn't have nerd hair. Do you remember the Van Halen video, Hot for Teacher? I don't. 
where there's that kid, he's like a Waldo, and and it's David Lee Roth voicing him. No, he looks like that. Just a Poindexter, a yeah. geek. But David Lee Roth is also driving the bus, and it's like, get on, Waldo. There's a lot of bus driving in the eighties, wasn't there? Don't know. <laughs> you get a bus to you get a specific bus that takes you to school in the states when you're a yeah. kid. It's yellow. Yeah, we didn't have that. I just had to get the bus. I had to walk. I lived in the next town over. Party time. Sensible barbecue. Super civil, super civilised. Lovely bunch of children, really, aren't they? Dad's there dishing out hot dogs. Dishing out wieners to all the kids. No, he's he was doing burgers. Oh, wh- whatever. He's dishing out... I pay attention to food. He's dishing out nice things for the kids. They're, they're having a lovely time. But it's time... For mum and dad to go to bed, have a nightcap, and get some old lady diddles on. Do you know what? It doesn't always come to diddles, you know. It does with them. How do you know? No later than half past midnight. There's Pound. no diddle scene. It doesn't cut to them, like, in bed. Like, it does. No. And them all fucking diddling. Bam, 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 On Top Gun? Yeah. Parents go to bed, and they say to Lisa, half past midnight, everything stops. Now, Jesse is not enjoying the party. He's sat there with a face like thunder. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Lisa wants to help him out. He's like, you can't help me. It's in my head. I'm scared to sleep. I'm scared to stay awake. I think I'm going mad. And then they kiss. But it's a very awkward kiss. Now, mum and dad have gone to bed for some adult time. Lights out. The kids outside wait for the lights to go out. And as soon as the lights go out... The beers come out and the pop music comes out. Yeah, they're having a brandy in bed. They're having a brandy in bed. They have one sip of the brandy and then turn lights off. Yeah. Finish brandy. Well, when you see them later on, tops off. They've got tops off. They've been having... Tops off doesn't immediately mean diddles. Tops off brandy and diddles. That's what's going on there. Is that what parents do? I think so. How How did we come to be if it wasn't for tops off brandy and diddles? I mean, that's what I've got on the cards later. Really? Tops off brandy and diddles, yeah. You can make some more babies. Little Malachi's. Who knows? Oof. Don't do that. There is a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> She's alright. <laughs> She's alright. <laughs> okay. In the cabana, Jesse and Lisa are getting it on. The most awkward sex scene probably I've ever seen in the film. Hmm. This uh, Boobs. Very tastefully well done Very covered boobs. Done. Covered boobs. See the boob gap? That's what you see, isn't it? The boob yeah. gap. Like I say, very well shot film. Very well shot film. No boobs in this. I think this this might be the first film we've done Ooh. of this ilk with no boobs. We're literally in it. talking about seeing boobs in it. Yeah, but there's no full frontal boobery. You mean nipples? So what there is though? What? A massive fucking tongue that flops out of Jesse's face like a fucking hulbert. Yeah, uh, that was when I realised that I'd seen this film yeah, before. Yeah, when we were watching it, that's what you said. Lisa's like, what's wrong? Jesse bundles it into his mouth like a fucking uh, fruit roll-up. She's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm bundling this tooth, fucking tongue back into his head. And he runs away and he goes to AJ's house and he wakes up AJ and he's like, AJ, I'm in trouble. And AJ's like, what the fuck? Are you doing here? You're supposed to be at that party. He runs in. AJ's asleep, yeah. and then he dives on him and covers his mouth. Yeah, it says, it's a weird help. way to wake people up. Well, is it? Is it? What diving onto his bed? Don't say it. anything. He says, "I need you to let me stay here tonight." And he says, "You fucking crazy." <laughs> and he says, "Why don't you just go home and take a bottle of sleeping pills?" Which is, you know. Top advice from a friend, really, if you're struggling from sleep problems. Mm. And Jesse says, I killed Snyder. I killed the grimy, greasy, greasy gym guy. Red flag. Yeah. But, it, but, he said, but he says, but it wasn't me. Something's trying to get inside my body. AJ's response is, yeah, she's female. And she's waiting for you downstairs in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me? Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on yeah. the head there, AJ. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I'm all messed up! Jesse, I'm all messed up! AJ says, look, I'll help you. 
What do you need me to do? And he says, I need you to watch me sleep. Like, watch me whilst I sleep. Watch me like whilst I sleep, like Johnny Depp did for Nancy in the first film. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. I don't need and to watch And he's like, it. just don't fall asleep. Whatever you do, do not fall asleep. Now AJ sits there flicking through typical 80s movies. Sci-fi, there's a bit of Roger Corman in there. There's a bit of everything in there. Flicking through a Friend more. of the show. Friend of the show. Hi, Rog. Hi, Rog. Hi, Rog. And he falls asleep and he says, I'll see you later. I'm going to go sleep now. Just as he puts his head down, Jesse wakes up and he's like, Oh, AJ! Oh, Grady! Oh, Grady! It's <laughs> happening again! And he's just like, Blade shoot out of his fingers. And now we get the amazing practical effects transformation as Freddy rips out of the body. This is excellent. The blades from the fingers into... He opens his mouth up and there's Freddy beady eye in his mouth. <laughs> do you know see. how they did that? How did they do that? They made a fake Jesse head and then had had Freddy Krueger just kind of yeah. literally just looking through the eye. Now, AJ can't get out of the room. He's panicking. He's banging on the door. He's got his own set of typical 80s parents on the other side of the door. Now Freddy is real Fletch. This is... Those parents, right... Yeah. Because AJ goes to the door and he's all like, ah! he can't open the door and he's like, help me, parents! Yeah. And his dad runs up and he's like, what the fuck are you doing what in there? What are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? Screaming for your life. Screaming for your life, you crazy kid. You're no. grounded, shut your face. Open this door, you prick. He's, wow. The parents are terrible. Freddy is now a real Fletch. He's, he lunges his finger blades because he hasn't got the glove now, he's just got blades yeah. in his fingers and he plunges them the body of his best friend so why doesn't he have a glove on anymore I don't know I think because he's totally um, I don't know embodied <laughs> because this film does not give a shit about yeah. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street I kind of respect that the parents see the blades through the door from the other side Freddy is now Jesse Jesse is now Freddy mm. he's become real he stands there covered in blood he realises he he's killed the man he loves he's filled with guilt Freddy is in the mirror going, ah, <laughs> I made you kill your boyfriend. <laughs> yes. So he smashes the mirror and the police turn up and Jesse escapes out the window like a feral murdering boy. Back at the pool party, Jesse turns up and Lisa lets him in and he's caked in fucking blood. This in my... AJ's blood. And she's like, ah, oh, I've been doing killing. I killed, I killed AJ. I killed the teacher. And there's someone inside me. I'm so scared. There's some hot man inside me. <laughs> and Lisa's like, no, no, what are you on about? What, what you, I, this is the, the biggest red flag of yeah. the film. Because she's like, it's all just a dream. Yeah. And it's like, I'm covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, covered in I'm covered in another man's blood. Yeah. Outside. The pool water starts to boil. Sausages are exploding. Beer cans are opening by themselves. It's like the fucking last days of Rome out there, Fletch. It's gone to shit. More diary reading. Our screams are what keeping him alive. That's all they needed. Now, Lisa has told Brady that she now believes what's going on because he's covered in blood. And she says... This is all in the book, Nancy. This has happened before. I, I absolutely this. believe this book. This yeah. book is told this as everything. This book said, like, what you need to do is he's not real. You don't believe him. That's it. That's it. Now the door locks. Mum and Dad are having a nightcap. They're getting ready for some parent good times. Mm. Yeah. Lisa says, all of this really happened. Jesse says, oh my God, he's back. He's back. And she's saying, fight him, fight him. The fish start boiling. The TV <laughs> explodes. The pool, the pool gets even more boiling outside. And there's still fucking teenagers in it. Necking. Necking. Jesse is now Freddy Krueger. Comes out, he's come out of him. Jesse is now Fred. Lisa runs away. Jesse bites her leg and then smashes plates like a belligerent teenager. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah. She runs up to the door, the patio doors, and she can't get she out. She can't get out because it's. And she walks back, and he's literally just stood there with his arm on the shelf and just goes, Yeah! Yeah, smashes all his mum's good plates. He's a prick. Oh, he's a prick. That would be. I bet those plates were, you know, on the back of like when we were kids in the 90s. 
on the back of the TV guide, you'd always have like an Elvish commemorative oh, plate and yeah. stuff like that. I bet it was something like that. I bet it was. I bet it was like some sick like Ted Nugent plates or something. <laughs> Ted Nugent, yeah. I hope so. Or the, a Captain Kirk plate. The the, t- <laughs> <laughs> the Bill Shatner commemorative plate set. Ah, oh, and he just tossed them asunder like he didn't <laughs> fucking care. He doesn't even know who Bill Shatner is. No, he didn't give a he shit. Give a fuck. Shit. And he says, Yeah, Lisa. I am Jesse now. Oh, Kill he... him. And she stabs him furiously. Well, not furiously, really badly. Like, uh, uh, basically rubs a knife on his arms. And he's like, <laughs> you stupid girl. And he says, this is where Jesse fights him from inside and says with Jesse's own voice, I love you, Lisa. But then it turns into, it turns into Fred's voice. And he's I like, love you. And he's like, yes, <laughs> I love you, Lisa. And he fucking pegs it through the fucking patio door. He nuts the patio door. Bosh! Gone. Do you want some trivia? (laughs) Trivia. Apparently, he wasn't very comfortable with this whole scene. Yeah, because it defies the logic of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. But there's only been one other film at this point. So who's to say it's set in stone, right? I mean, did he have that much of an attachment to the character by that point? By the second film? Well, it doesn't make any sense, really, does it? He runs out into the garden through the patio, and like you say, people were upset about this. This is the one fil- the thing in the film that people get really pissed off about. Freddy Krueger in the real world. Did you know this film grossed twice as much as the first one? I did not know that. But did you know that this film has the highest kill count of any Nightmare on Elm Street film? Yeah. Is it the... Is it the best? Is it the best? Ah, uh, you're saying. Because usually in a Nightmare on Elm Street... I don't know, I've not seen the others. Usually in a Nightmare on Elm Street film, the deaths are one-on-one, isn't it? Because it's a dream situation. Yeah. So it's Freddy kills that kid. Whereas now, Freddy's in the real world, jumps out into a swimming pool... Starts chucking patio starts chairs. Chucking, yeah, springs out of the floor, starts lobbing patio chairs. Oh, he's like fucking Super Mario, isn't he? Yeah. He springs out of a grate, throws a patio chair at someone... Yeah. He's like the cuntiest fucking party goer ever. And he stops at one point with all the barbecues on fire behind him and he says, You are all my children now! Yes! Now, one of the kids tries to calm Freddy down, talk him down from his <laughs> insanity. Who is this kid? Yeah. Has he been doing like extracurricular um, negotiator classes or something. Well, it appears so, but he just smashes him into the distance. Now, Lisa's dad has got a shotgun. He comes outside and he shoots all the fucking what's-its. <laughs> he does. He shoots all the peanuts. Shoots all the what's-its and peanuts and there's crisps. All the savoury pieces are all fucking the going everywhere. Stuff. I mean, I mean, I went to quite a few parties when I was a teenager, but nothing like that. Nothing with this setup like that. Yeah, I've never met someone who has a pool no at their house exactly that's what films did to my expectations fred not having none of it fox off through the fence burns through it as if he's not in the real world so he's so offended by the dad wasting all the fucking what's yeah <laughs> that he just goes joe fuck you've taken fucking... the fucking fun out of it now. yeah i was gonna eat those I after eat i've it. murdered this house full of mm. children and maybe diddled them yeah, With where's the knife coleslaw? Hand. Where's the coleslaw? Can't eat that. It's got bits of fucking glass in it. It's got fucking pellets in it. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You fucking bell end. Brandy soaked nightmare. Yeah. What do you have to get involved for? You're not even my type. Mm. Dad goes. Where did he go? Lisa's like, I know where he went. He went to the fucking old school, real life diddling boiler room. Industrial Neverland. Industrial Neverland. Lisa gets in the car, drives there, and she is greeted by a horrifying sight, which is baby-faced, man-faced dog guards. Shug monkeys. What's what's a shug monkey? It's like a dog with a ape face. They live in Cambridgeshire. Are they they a real thing? There's one in Cambridgeshire. Black shug. Is that black shug? No, no. Black shuck. Oh, that's it. Okay. Which isn't in Cambridgeshire. That's on the moors, isn't it? That's up in, like, Norwich, isn't it? Black yeah, that's like moory stuff around there. Plains and just... Oh, have you ever been to Norwich? I used to spend a lot of time in Norwich. It's very, very flat. I can see where everyone's weird there. The Shug Monkey 
Yeah. It's like a big dog with a monkey face. And it lives in Cambridgeshire. And there's one? Slough Hill Lane. Slough Hill Lane. What That's no- where it haunts. What number? I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's any houses on it. Or I don't think there was at the time. No. Oh. We'll go there. Well, I'll go there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go there. We need to do... Tap tours. Tap tours, anyway. So she drives to the pedo boiler room and thinks, like, if anywhere, he's gone there. Because he's, you know, manifested through a human man. And she understands now from reading the uh, diaries of Nancy. Why does he go there? I don't really know. Boiler room showdown. She gets there. She meets a fucking monster rat and a monster cat. I, th- th- now, this scene was cut so weirdly. I can't work out which was the monster, the cat or the rat. Did they both become monsters? Well, yeah, because the rat runs towards, starts running up the ramp. And then it's... Yeah, it's a real rat. Yeah. But then it cuts to a puppet rat. And then it cuts back to her. And then A nighttime cuts, rat. And then a cat jumps down. And then the cat turns into a monster. Yeah, the cat eats it and then you've got a puppet again. Like, blood-covered cat. Well, okay. It looks like, you know, at the end of the Super Mario Bros. film, where they shoot King Cooper, and he turns into this horrible... changing. Horrible, eldritch dino monster. Reveals his real face. Dennis Hopper. The face of Dennis Hopper. Greatest actor of all time. Greatest actor of all time. He is. He is. Come to me, Lisa, <laughs> is what Fred's saying. He's like, yes, come to me in my pedo, pedo grill. The catwalk falls down underneath mm. her. Mm. And she's hanging and then the, the camera zooms out and she's just like, it gets really surreal, doesn't it? Well, this film gets really surreal. That's good. Yeah. Like I say, this film is really good in so many ways. Well, the end now is basically the end and it's, it's the battle with Jesse... Trying to fight from inside Fred Krueger. Oh, this is weird. With Lisa. And then it's just like, I know you're in there, Jesse. I gotta fight you. You gotta fight him. And she's like, I love you, Jesse. But in a way that it's okay to be the person that you are. I understand who you are if you come out of this horrible chrysalis. There's no need to be killing people. We understand. Oh. <sighs> That's why. And then Freddy burns to death. <sighs> That was my mind being blown. And you get the reversal. Like a chrysalis. Like a cocoon. Like, like, a, like a gay butterfly. Like it's, Zool on, like, when Sigourney Weaver's inside the, the dog. Yeah, kind of. In a, in a he physical, punches out of it. Yeah. He punches out of uh, the oppression of uh, people Kruger. thinking what he does is a perverted thing. <gasps> like a pedo. Because it's not like being a pedo, is it? Oh my god! You see, you see what I'm saying? Oh my god! He bursts out of the co- the the controversy cocoon <gasps> to reveal that he is the Jesse that he was before. This is real. I'm real right now. And Lisa understands him, loves him for who he is. Oh my god! It's okay to be gay, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this film is saying. Yes. Yeah, and Fletcher finally gets the point of the film. Oh my god, that's really good. Yeah. God, I probably should watch it again. I really do. <laughs> that's a really good film. Yeah. This film's really good. And it's all over. But is it all over? Because it's the next day at school and their friend says, that was a really great party. In an ironic sense, because it wasn't because of all the deaths. Yeah, but maybe... Because she's kind of underreacting to it. Well, the bus is going faster. Is this a dream? He's saying, driver, stop. This driver is not Freddy. Bam! Glove through his friend. This is an actual nightmare. The end. It's not a bad film, Not really. a bad film. Nightmare on Elf Street 2. Oh. Freddy's Revenge. The subtext is deep. Deep, deep subtext. It's not that deep. Well, no, it's not deep at all, but it's... Uh... I think I might have not been paying attention by yeah. then. I think I probably stopped paying attention at the tongue scene when I realised I'd already watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. That may but you've seen it with different eyes. 
my adult eyes. Yeah. So, how many stars are you going to give Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Fletch? Five. Five stars? It's terrific. It's terrific. Yeah, there's, there's, the special effects are amazing. Oh, the practical effects. The bit when Freddy's face comes out of Jesse's body. It's just so creative. Very good. Which is... And a woolly jumper under the skin. Yeah. Oh, imagine how itchy that would be. I, I, I think that's... I think that's probably why this franchise has done so well. Because it's just... It gives them so much scope to be really surreal. Yeah. And although this film is the one that completely took the rules out the window, Mm-mm. it's still got that to it. Mm. And um, the fact that it does throw the rules out the window, though, is also a quite like in itself. Because yeah. it reminds me of much older horror films. Like... like um, Bride of Frankenstein, stuff like mm. that. James Whale, like yeah, yeah. another Classic. An, an openly gay director who, for his time, you know, was making gay characters in his films, mm. and that was quite controversial in that film. Um, he didn't want to make it, but kind of had to because of the success of the first one. Yeah. So he just kind of shat all over the first one. Yeah. Which is, it, it kind of reminds me of that in a lot of ways. Cat People, have you ever watched that? Yeah, that's come up a few times in the podcast as well, about the reveal. Yeah, and the yeah. sequel though, again, yeah. is the director not wanting to make a straight sequel to it, but then having to. Yeah. So well, just shitting like all the, over the, the first one. involved that had no... Uh, none of the same... Well, Robert Shea was involved in this one. Yeah. The same guy um, that was that produced the first one. But not the same director. The only cast member that returned was Robert Englund. Um, this actually got commissioned on the the weekend that this the original was released in the cinema. Because it did so well, so well that they said, right, we want a sequel. Yeah. Well, this is it. This is it. Sometimes... When a filmmaker is just is being rebellious, you know, yeah. within these obligatory sequels that we just see. Well, Wes Craven didn't come back for years. Wes Craven didn't come back as as a director until the eighth film in the series. So which knowledgeable. Was, which was <laughs> Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is a meta, which I'd, which you have wouldn't have seen. Oh. Which is it's it's part of the series, but it's a film about the cast of the original film making a remake of the first film, right. and it coming and it actually becoming real life, and Freddy um, manifesting through the real life in brackets son of Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy in the first and third film. It's like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. No, it's not. No. It's a film about a film. Isn't Wes Craven in that film? I don't know. Maybe that's where you got the idea from. Maybe it is, Flex. Jesus. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. I enjoyed that. I think I'll give it five stars. Like I said, it's one of my favourites. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I think, actually, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is probably my favourite in the series. But um, Okay. Well, this one is. I'll it. give it a watch. Give it a Maybe watch. I'll watch the first. Yeah, one. watch the first one. That'll probably do you do you some good stead. Okay. Well, whilst I'm doing that, um, why don't you check out the uh, come and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, iTunes. What used to be iTunes, the Apple one. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review and like five stars. Uh, no one else too. That was it. Thank you very much. And uh, this is Super Tap Film Club. See you next time, Fletcher. Bye, Malachi.